Hello, I'm Eddie Farah, founding partner of Farah & Farah, a personal injury firm in Florida and Georgia. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by Farah & Farah. It's Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. For all your news on politics, business, and education, it's FloridaDaily.com. Now, here's your host, Ed Dean. Hey, welcome to another edition. This is a good one. They're all good. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, right here on FloridaDaily.com, brought to you by Farah and Farah. FarahandFarah.com, serving you since 1979. Attorneys you can trust. Looking out for you. That's FarahandFarah.com. Ed Moore. I mean, yes, sir. What do, how do I even give a proper introduction with you and Barney? Ed Moore, who is uh, with the group Reset Florida, focuses on a lot of the economy of the comeback here in the state of Florida. He's also uh, one of the political writers as well, among other issues with FloridaDaily.com. And, of course, Barney Bishop, the legend, BarneyBishop.com, who is also a columnist. And he's also a political commentator uh, with my radio show, but also here uh, with his articles on FloridaDaily.com. Ed, let me start with you. Barney was on the show recently. We got a lot of calls on this issue. This is a story uh, from TheHill.com. They, we got a story up uh, in FloridaDaily.com as well about how the numbers just in Florida, not throughout the country, but in Florida, where you saw some states, cities like uh, Jacksonville, Duval County, uh, Miami, and Tampa, and the Hill.com, which we were doing some research on, they compiled, they compiled a lot of data, and they showed that right after the Capitol Hill protest and the riots that took place, there was a major surge of people leaving the Republican Party compared to the Democrats. Let me play for you the latest clip right here. More than 30,000 voters who had been registered members of the Republican Party have changed their voter registration in the weeks after a mob of pro-Trump supporters attacked the Capitol. The massive wave of defections is a virtually unprecedented exodus that could spell trouble for a party that is trying to find its way after losing the presidential race and the Senate majority. It could also represent the tip of a much larger iceberg. The 30,000 who have left the Republican Party reside in just a few states. All right, so let me stop right there. This is not new, but to see this amount that happened this quick, Ed, and by the way, we had a lot of emails. We took a lot of calls. A lot of people have said, it was it was more 60-40. I mean, there was quite a few that admitted that they left. They were not happy with what they saw. But a lot of people have also left, not to become a Democrat, by the way. They've left to become an independent. And That's they true. sat back and said, we just don't feel that the Republican Party's treated Donald Trump fairly. Ed, I know there, I mean, in 2010 to 2012, we had reported there was 100 plus, maybe 120,000 Democrats that left the Democratic Party under Barack H. Obama and became independents. That's not new. But, Ed, to see this amount pretty quickly, is this a little disturbing or is this just a bunch of Republicans feel like, hey, man, we got screwed. We're not happy. And maybe there's not a, maybe we're reading too much into this. Ed, what do you think? I think there's an equal number of people that are dissatisfied how they think the party treated Trump as how they were dissatisfied with Trump. Uh, you know, if you look at the, the splits on the Biden vote, a huge percentage of people that voted for Biden didn't like Biden, but they didn't, they liked Trump even less. Right. Uh, we're just in a transitional era and more things change and more they say the same. We, we go through this periodically. It's a, a pendulum swing. Uh, these people are not switching to be Democrats. They're not switching because they love AOC and the rest <laughs> of that bunch. They're switching because right now they're dissatisfied with the, any number of things, depending on where they are on the spectrum. Uh, Donald Trump wasn't popular with a lot of people that are registered Republicans, but they voted for him this time. 
because they couldn't stand what was going on on the other side as well. Uh, we're in such an era of polarity right now. It's going to sort itself out. And the midterm elections, I think, will be really the key indicator of really where people are. They may switch parties, but how they end up voting is right. going to be the real tell. Barney, let me ask you this. You were the former executive director here in the state of Florida for the Democratic Party. We always see this happen. Uh, I mean, but were there, um, were there a lot of people leaving under Bill Clinton? Uh, were there a lot of people leaving on a W and Obama? But in a, in, we all know it happens. I don't know to the amount. But did we see it this quick within less than a – I mean, Biden's been in less than a month now. Yeah, well <laughs> – if you go back, you saw most people joining, not leaving. But, you know, as Ed indicated, this is a natural thing that goes on. First off, we don't know that this hasn't happened before because nobody has said this is a benchmark. Number two, as Ed indicated, they're not leaving the party. And look, what they're looking for is a replacement for Donald Trump. For those of them that didn't like Trump, they're looking for a replacement for Donald Trump that's got the same message, the same values, the same uh, important issues that are critical in their thinking. And they're looking for that new candidate that's going to come out there and they're going to say it in a kinder, gentler way and is going to uh, and is going to do it in a fashion that's going to bring voters back to the table so that Republicans can win. And look, that's what it's really all about. The people that left, they left, it appears, because of the riots. And look, all of us were uh, ashamed of that, but that wasn't Republicans. Those were right-wing Opportunist. Yeah. And they were the ones that caused them. Yeah. By by the way, um, there were some Republicans and there were a a few Antifa. But, Ed, we noticed a lot of these guys getting arrested were non-party affiliation. I mean, even here in the state of Florida. Ed, Barney said something on the radio show. um, And and I agree with him that you, as you said, you know, the, the pendulum will change. But. For example, when I hear people in Florida get ticked off about Mitt Romney or something that happened in another state, and I'm like, wait a second, you're going to let that dictate how you will vote for your local Republican Party and your state party? That doesn't make sense. Why would you get chased off by somebody in another state? Uh, it's the D.C. syndrome. My people are so focused on what goes on D.C. In, in this kind of circumstance when they really ought to be looking at what's going on in their local governments and their their local congressional races, people forget quickly. Trump lost, but the Republicans pretty much swept across the country until Georgia. And Georgia is sort of an anomaly this time. We'll see see how that sticks. We get an election in Georgia. One of those Senate seats comes back up in two years. That's just a short term. We'll see what the real turnouts there and whether it was a dissatisfaction or, or they just got outworked in Georgia. Uh, the Republicans have done well. And, and as Barney was saying, it, it, you, you look at it as people are conservative. The generally center right picks up about 60, 65 percent of the when you poll people. Uh, it becomes personality driven. Then that changes. People were not thrilled with Donald Trump. People aren't thrilled with Joe Biden. I mean, you know, there's people that are going to be that way personality wise. If we can get back to talking about issues and policies and the, the grounded reasons for people voting, you'll see, I think, people will come home. They'll go yeah. back to where, where they feel most comfortable. Barty, I've noticed, listen, as a reporter, I remember covering the, uh, I mean, Barack Obama won in a landslide. Republicans just, oh, my word. I mean, they were almost like, you had to give them ambient. 
They, you couldn't talk to any of these guys for eight. Now, we knew they were going to make a comeback. You saw the Tea Party happen by summertime. They were full throttle. And they wrote off the Republican Party. They came back. They didn't take their marbles and leave. The Tea Party you know, went after Dems and Republicans. And you saw what happened. Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, a lot of these guys that are still there today got elected in a Tea Party. Barney, is this one of these where do you think the Republican Party is just going to chill for a little bit, make a strong comeback? I got to tell you something. They, they seem to be a little bit dis... I don't know if they're that disorganized. I think some of the Trump supporters are a little, you know, n- numb. But they always, as Ed says, it's a pendulum change. I expect them to make a strong comeback. What do you think? Oh, I absolutely do as well. Look, if you look beyond the presidential race and you look what happened in the U.S. Senate races, and you look especially at what happened in the U.S. House races, yeah. none of the procrastinations from the far-left media and even what you would consider the mainstream media, which is really the same, it's all fake news, none of that came to pass. And they're within striking distance now in the House of Representatives. Yeah. And that's shocking because you would have thought that 7 million people voting more for Joe Biden than they, did, than they did Donald Trump, that that would have had an impact on the local races, local races meaning Congress and U.S. Senate. And it didn't. They did very, very well. And frankly, every day, every one of these executive orders, starting with transgender, starting with the oil pipeline, yeah. that job, and then starting with no, uh, no investigation for oil and gas on federal lands, those are the that's that's the impetus for a rebound for the Republican Party in the U.S. Congress and the U.S. Senate in 2022. All right. On the other side, I want to talk about if they're not happy and trying to change things within the Republican Party, what's next? Are they going to form a new party? And how will that dictate what could happen here in Florida? Barney, I'm with you. I, I, you just asked the Democrats what it did for them. We'll get to more on this on the other side. Ed Moore, Barney Bishop, I'm your host. Ed Dean, publisher of FloridaDaily.com. Uh, we'll be back on just the other side. Brought to you by, of course, Farah and Farah. Visit the website, farahandfarah.com. You can go see them right here also on uh, FloridaDaily.com. Serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust. That's farahandfarah.com. When we come to work in the morning, we don't think about all the money we've won against big tobacco, big pharma, or the insurance industry. That's in the past. Life faces forward, and so do we. It's been said, to live in the past is to die in the present. What really matters is what we can do for you and your family right now, right this second. So call us, Farah and Farah, here for you, here for good. Welcome back. Another edition right here of Florida Daily TV, right here on FloridaDaily.com. Brought to you by Farah and Farah, serving you since 1979. Attorneys you can trust, that's Farah and Farah at FarahandFarah.com. You can see us all right now on Florida Daily TV. Ed Moore, uh, both writers, and uh, Barney Bishop, both writers for FloridaDaily.com. Um, let me ask you this. There are a lot of speculations that a lot of the Trump guys may try to run into office. There's an old uh, conversation that Matt Gates, I, I, Matt's entertaining to me, Florida Congressman Matt Gates may try to run for agriculture commissioner out there. Is it one of these that where they're so hardcore for Trump that they'll win a primary here, Ed, but is it possible they may not win the general election? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, take Matt Gates as an example. I, I Frankly, I, I can't see him unless he thinks it's a step later to running for governor or U.S. Senate why he would leave the platform that he has now. He has a national platform right. because he's very outspoken. 
go into an office here in Tallahassee, like Commissioner of Agriculture, he loses that platform. So I don't think that's happening. The the saving grace for Republicans and people back when the the Tea Party was ascendant, everybody said, oh, it's going to supplant the Republican Party. It didn't. It just didn't happen. It won't happen that way again now because largely because the Democrat Party nationally has a way of uh, snatching uh, uh, <laughs> snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, you see the news today, AOC is threatening to run against Schumer and yeah. New York, attacking them from the left. They will do that. They overplay their hand. They do it all the time. And they don't spend their time cultivating the bench of future candidates the way the Republican Party has. All right, let me, let me play for you, Barney. Here is Carl Rove talking about how he thinks the Republican Party is in a, quote, civil war. The Republican Party is broken. It's fractured. <laughs> it's in the midst of a civil war. Uh, and um, it's going to be an ugly several years. And it's not going to be six months. It's not going to be a year. It's going to be years before the Republican Party can put itself back together. I, you know, I heard, listen, I like. I think Rove's smart, but I heard that back in the day. I heard that after 2012 uh, when yeah. Romney, remember Romney was supposed to win in Florida, but but anyway, uh, Barney, tell me, the Democrats, do they sense weakness or is, is that overplaying their hand in the state of Florida? I think the governor's in a good position to win re-election. Vaccines are coming out. You've talked about this on the show. That's got a consumer confidence going to be kicking back up here in a little bit. Um, but what do Dems, uh, you know, conventional wisdom is they normally don't do well in the off year once a party comes in. Um does, is this the Republicans in the Civil War and are the Democrats in a little disarray? Maybe that's not being reported. Yeah. Well, actually, I think the Democrats are so fixated on Donald Trump. They're scared as hell that he's going to come back and run. Now, as I've indicated on your show before and in my columns, I know I'm not going to support Donald Trump in 2024. I'm looking for somebody else believes in the same things that he does but can bring suburban voters and other voters to the table that he had the first time so they can win the election. But look, the Democrats are scared all over. Here in Florida, they lost their butt big time. The Florida Republican Party outworked them. They got more people um, uh, registered to vote and more people out to vote. And they even uh, cut into the majorities down in Southeast Florida by a significant margin. As far as the Republican Party, Karl Rove would know this much better than I, but I would say that my only perception is, is that there's a disorganization at the national level in the U.S. Senate and in the U.S. Congress. And I think that's because there's this tug and this pull between Trumpers and the people that want to go past Trump. And I think that what we have to do is find the common ground. People like Mitt Romney, Linda Murkowski, those are not helpful people. Ben Sassy, forget them. As far as I'm concerned, they're not Republicans. They're rhinos. Mm. And that's the problem that we really have, because while the Democrats have consistently been able to maintain uh, voting together in a block in both the House and in the U.S. Senate, the Republicans have not. And Mitch McConnell's had to spend an extraordinary amount of time keeping that caucus together. And it's only going to get worse because they don't have a president now to get behind you know, or a titular leader of the party. Ed, I should be saving this for another edition. Both of you talked about how the Democrats overplay their hand. You know, they talk about another party for the Republicans right now. I think the Republicans need to get in check. Uh, the Libertarian hurt Donald Trump in several states. Ask, go ask Ralph Nader what it happened to Al Gore in 2000. The Democrats still blame Jill Stein, the Green Party, for 2016. But <laughs> this is a little topic. I mean, I can spend an hour on this part right here. I think... 
you get Gwen Graham. I'm not saying she, I think it's going to be a good race if she ran. Nikki Freed, uh, I think if there is a heavy primary in the state of Florida with Nikki Freed, Gwen Graham, I think it's going to hurt them. I think Ron DeSantis walks in pretty easily. Having said this, Charlie Crist, I find so entertaining. I've covered him for years. Probably one of the best wholesale elected officials out there, but I don't think he was that great of a governor out there. There is a lot of Democrats writing articles in other publications, not in ours, at Florida Daily, but they are begging and pleading about Charlie Chris. Please don't run. I was like... Come on, is this the flavor? Is Charlie enjoying this? Do you think Charlie Chris, because if he does, I think you're right. The Democrats are overplaying their hand. What do you think is going on with Charlie Chris? Congressman in Southwest Florida looking to run for governor on the Democratic side. I think he's probably sincerely entertaining the thought, but it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't go as far as say he's delusional, but, uh, (laughs) you know, he's, he's overplayed his hand before. Uh, and got it handed to him and found a niche for himself in that little congressional seat there. Uh, he ought to stay there. Right. Uh, yeah. But let me, let me, gonna, let, real, real quick. His appeal, you, you remember Florida grows quickly. We've got new voters here all the time and people with names that were in office yesterday are not known by so many of the voters Tot- in Florida. Totally agree. Um, I, I, I got a couple minutes left. Um, Barney, what do you think? Charlie Chris? I mean, good. I mean, I've seen a lot. Some of my Republican friends thinks he's going to do it. What do you think? Well, I hope he runs again because I tell you what, he's going to lose again. You can't take somebody that was a Republican, then became an independent, then became a Democrat. He didn't win last time. He's not going to win this time. Governor DeSantis is, as you indicated, that I agree with you, going to walk away with this election. When I say walk away, he's going to win by a bigger margin than he did last time. But let me tell you, the dynamics in the Democratic Party is going to be pretty tough for him. You're going to have a white guy and Charlie Chris running against two white women, Nikki Fried and Gwen Graham. And there's going to be a lot of tension there because the Democrats are going to want to put up a woman. So that that gives Charlie a problem. Maybe, maybe not, actually. Completely. Ah, that's funny. Case, that's I caught that. It, 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 but in any event, Nikki and Gwen is going to be a monumental battle. It is going to be all out and it's going to tear apart the democratic party and they're going to be divided going into the general election. Right. And Ron DeSantis, again, regardless whether, whether they're, whether the Democrats are united or not, Ron DeSantis is going to win. Ed, I'm going to give you the real quick, the last word. I'm going to tell you what's holding off. I was talking with house leadership the other day. They have said because of the census could have been related to COVID or whatever. um, They say now they that they may not know we're talking not only congressional but state we may not know anything till july now on the yeah. on the numbers which means i'm thinking now Ed, i'm going to give you the last word if charlie chris gets even close to more where they say it's leaning him but where he could possibly lose bam i think and or they write him out unless he runs against another democrat in another congressional district i think i think he does run for governor you really do i i don't i just think uh it's an aspiration. I guess the old saying, a man's reach should exceed his grasp. I mean, but I don't want to lose a congressional seat. I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm just from. I'm just saying, if I know I'm maybe losing a seat, I may go for plan B. That's what I was yeah, getting well, at. So. Yeah, that district will be drawn for him. I, you know, It's such an insider's game when they start drawing those districts. If you're an incumbent, uh, rarely does an incumbent really get stepped on unless you got to create a new district. And that's, well, yeah, there that's could be three of them. Know. Who knows? All right. Ed Moore, yeah. 
Good to see you. Barney Bishop, good to see you. Love the background, Barney. Look, everything looks good, man. So anyway, and all of you, I like to big fish with Ed. Listen, Ed Moore, Barney Bishop, two of my favorites. Uh, again, this edition of Florida Daily TV brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust. Go take a look at them statewide, offices statewide. That's farrahandfarrah.com. Thanks again to all of you in another edition of Florida Daily TV right here on floridadaily.com. This episode of Florida Daily was brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Don't let an accident wreck your life. Our legal experts are ready to fight for the justice and compensation you deserve. Call Farrah and Farrah.